Hello, thank you very much for joining me in episode five of Women in Sport. I'm Rian Evans and this week we are looking at rugby on the island. Lauren Ellison is back again because she is a multi-talented athlete, of course, <laughs> at netball, basketball and rugby. Um, Lauren, can you start us off just so I can get your levels right? Can you give me your full name and how you got into rugby in the first place? Okay, so my name's Lauren Ellison. Um, rugby has kind of been in my family since I can remember so um my auntie actually played for vagabond still plays for vagabond so i play with her now um so when i was younger i went up to vagabond's training it must have been from when i was about six or seven eight i'd probably older than that actually seven or eight i was going up to vagabond's um but unfortunately there wasn't any girls there there's maybe one or two and within the rules of rugby you can only play up to a certain age against the boys and then you have to start so as there wasn't any girls there was nothing really much for me to do girls rugby on the island wasn't really a thing then so I kind of just got put to the side so I thought I've lost interest in this dipped out then properly came back to it when I was about 18 um because my mum's partner was coaching the ladies team and they like come along for extra fitness then I was away at uni and they were like oh well you just come and help us out for a game because we're short so I got the train up missed all them trains it was horrible I remember um someone hit me I didn't like it I had to hit her back and then seven eight years later still going so yeah I remember was it your aunt played basketball as well sounds like you've got a very a sporty female side of the family. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, so my mum played basketball and I think growing up my auntie went along with her so everyone's kind of done a little bit of everything. I've got aunties playing hockey, yeah. netball, basketball, dancers, yeah, just a lot of sport awesome. going on. And it sounds like uh, last time you said basketball was thriving back in the day and it's sort of petered out but this sounds like it's the other way around where rug- there wasn't much rugby around but hopefully that is growing now. Yeah, I'd like to hope so. So at the time there was Vagabond's ladies team and I know there's been pre- previous teams before and Vagabond's ladies weren't as prolific so so they weren't in a league they were funding themselves getting through everything so as over the years it has really come up and like I said uh, girls rugby as you'll hear from Daisy later on has really come on as well so yeah it's all going in the right direction. Perfect so so Lauren kind of got drawn into it over time and it was just she punched a girl and that that's what sold it for her <laughs> what about you Daisy how um can you give me your full name and how you got into rugby I'm Daisy Saul uh, I got into rugby from actually watching it just nationally on tv it was I really liked it I think it's my favorite sport to watch my dad and my younger brother both but well, my dad played when he was younger and my younger brother plays now so I helped them train my younger brother so I kind of got into that slowly and then just before summer um, I started I heard about Vagas rugby and then I um, decided oh I'll come along see how it is we were doing some like training sessions to start off with getting our fitness up I really enjoyed that because I used to swim but um, I had to stop that it was just too time consuming but it was nice to get back into it exercise with people so and then we moved into like proper season rugby and it was just so nice to have so many people into like one sport. Yeah. And it, lots of ladies really enthusiastic. Absolutely. It's really nice. That's really interesting because not many people say they start a sport from watching it on telly. I mean, I think you get that a lot with football, mm. but um, that's a really unexpected answer. So that's really interesting. Did um, Was it because your brother and your dad played that you sort of started watching or, or had you always just found it interesting? Well, my dad was like, we're an Eng- England supporter. Um, my dad always watched it on TV. So it was all about, and I was kind of like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then 
around probably like 11, I suddenly watched a game and it was against Wales and England and I just remember being so excited when they scored a try and they, they, England did win that uh, game and I was just like, wow, this is so cool how like a tea, like 15 men or women uh, can uh, do something so amazing and create something and they were just so passionate about it. I just, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Lovely. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Sammy, can you tell us, give us your full name and your backstory? Yeah, so my name's Sammy Vowell. Um, and I actually got into rugby via hockey, strangely. Um, so they're both quite um, it, like aggressive sports. I feel. I mean, yeah. a lot of sports are aggressive, but I always feel I rugby was a hockey and hockey goalie have to be as tough. well. So right. yeah, I'm used to being hit, taking no nonsense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we started entering a touch rugby competition that Chris Brannigan runs, and we did that with a few of the Vikings lot. And then we did that for about three years I think and uh, saw some of the Vegas girls down and they were like oh you're you're really good they were watching one of our games you girls should come up and get involved and that was it really I went to a training session um was made to feel incredibly welcome so it's always a bit nervous turning up and you don't really know anyone you're like I know not very much about this sport apart from what what you watch on telly um and yeah I've not looked back since it's um that's a really good point actually because we do talk about loads of sports are, are trying to like up their numbers and they're promoting welcome days and a big thing is come down i know it's nerve-wracking but please just like come down i yeah, promise you it's not it, that yeah. scary so it's brilliant to have someone say that they got into that sport from purely you know taking a leap of faith and going down yeah that's really good and last but certainly not least natalie um so my name is natalie bush um i guess nine years ago i kind of started a bit of a fitness journey I suppose and I'd done some bits and pieces by myself but decided that I really needed to get into a team sport which is something that I hadn't done before. Um, I was a massive football fan, had never watched rugby, didn't understand the concept of this game um, and somebody that I worked with who played for Vagas said why don't you come along to the rugby fit sessions that we now do at the start of the season. Um, you can do that, you don't need to play the sport, just come along and do the fitness so I turned up, gave that a go, really enjoyed training with other people, loved the fact that there were so many different types of people, there was all ages, all sizes, all fitnesses. I felt really, really welcome and kind of stuck at it and all of a sudden the fitness part was over and we were going to start actually playing rugby and learning the sport and I stuck out and thought might as well give it a go and see if I enjoy it and love it. Lovely. Oh, can I just add about the friendliness easy. thing yeah. uh, like I've done a lot of sports that have been individual so I've done horse riding, swimming uh, yeah just all about and I think I did a bit of hockey as well actually when I was really young but I think rugby's been the like, only sport I felt really in a team like people are so welcoming and lovely. Makes such a yeah. difference doesn't it I grew up doing athletics and I remember I mean there's kind of a team sense in it but it's not not the same as like playing netball mm. and kind of stepping on court knowing that you're with your team you know yeah. and the same as rugby and football and whatnot it is a lovely lovely mm. feeling. Um, for, so uh, Lauren I think actually most women who play rugby that I've spoken to mention the fitness aspect of rugby so 
Can you just enlighten me what a typical fitness session is? Because I'm imagining kind of like Rocky style running through the sea with like a small horse on your back, you know. <laughs> if we could acquire us, no. Um, so, <laughs> um, so, so typically there's a lot of running. There's a lot of up and down. So you're on the floor quite a lot. Quite often you hear the phrase, you're going to get muddy in a game, so you might as well get muddy now. Uh, up and down the bank piggybacks wheelbarrows carry it we did one the other day where we had all the equipment out and you had to get it from one end to the other without touching the floor that also included two people they couldn't touch the floor but they had to go through a tire as well without touching the floor i mean it's really versatile like and we can play different games like so we play rugby netball we play kick rounders so try and get the other games in as well but if i was to think i'd say a lot of running and a lot of up downs burpees sliding it sounds intense, but it sounds like they make it as fun as it possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, just with silence. Other, yeah, yeah. Doing it with other people definitely helps, and so I you're not by yourself. just getting lucky and don't really care about it, then it doesn't matter. It must be quite satisfying. I mean, people pay for mud baths, don't they? So, <laughs> you know, you're getting fit. Away and, cleansed. Yeah, exactly. It's probably one of my favourite parts of it, is it maybe the only chance as an adult to get muddy and to roll around in the mud well exactly there is a lot of running around but you don't really feel the same as if someone says oh you know just go and run laps and laps and laps because it's always part of a game or part of a team sport and I know through you know if you go out for a run yourself you'll you know kind of do as much as you feel you need to do whereas when it's part of a team thing or a relay thing or you know your your team needs to get back first then you push yourself that bit harder and everyone's cheering you on everyone wants you to do well there's no kind of massive egos oh I want to be the best person here it's actually I want my team to be the best team so it's kind of a one thing I do find you see that everyone is cheering each other on and like Nat said earlier people have different sizes different speeds different like we all have to play different positions they've got a different job but say someone is perhaps um a little bit further behind a lot of us will go and join in and we'll do the extra bit so it is that team spirit is there makes a huge difference that really really does and I think it that's you know makes a team sport, you know that's what why so many people love it. Yeah, that makes it what it is because I think you can play a team sport and have not very nice teammates. Have seen it, yeah. you know they're, they're horrible to each other, shouting at each other, and it completely destroys the heart of the game. I think. So. I think compared to other sport team sports, and I've played a few over the years still now, you cannot get by on that pitch without your team. Like you need them to rock over you to look after the ball because if no one's there, ball's gone, they're out. So you literally. Like, I know you need a team in basketball and netball, but I could probably get down the court myself a little bit without them in them sports. In rugby, I, I'd be gone. I need You need that team. It's nice as well that you don't necessarily need 15 identical-looking no. people or people with the same skills because, yeah, you need your fast people, but you also need your strong people. You need your really agile people. You need your kind of workhorses, I guess, that will just mm-hmm. keep going and going and going. And everyone just kind of thrives off each other and appreciates it. You need all those different characters on the pitch Absolutely. and that makes a massive difference really inclusive in terms of variety massively yeah. so i think some a lot of sports people might think that they're not fit enough to join or they think they're too big too stocky or, or whatever it is but i think often with rugby people worry that they're too small but i mean we've we've got so many different people on the team and all the clubs that we play across it's you know it's consistent across every club that there is so many different people playing the sport it's probably the most inclusive sport that I can think of how often do you get to play teams across and when you do go what's the sort of standard of play like in comparison to on the island so we go away um 
depending on how our games are scheduled, we could go away every other weekend for a game across. Um, the teams like vary m- massively, I find. Um, so our first game of the season was against Lee. Compared to some other teams that we've played, they are a completely different type of team to play against. They're all massively tall, very mm. stocky, and it takes two or three of you to get get them down to the floor. Mm. Whereas other teams, you find that have absolutely rapid wingers on their team, and you're having to structure the team differently to to combat that. Constantly yeah. adapting and thinking. Yeah. So. It's all like a massive, diverse type of game. Team game yeah. yeah, I mean, it keeps it interesting, certainly, doesn't it? Having so much diversity from, from person to person and game to game. Yeah, I'd say typically each year there's eight teams <coughs> in a league, so that would mean we'd have seven home games, so they'll come to us, and seven away games. Even from home to away, it can be a different team. Like, if I think of us, our travelling team is never the same as our home team it could because it's a to go away it's a whole day commitment you're on that usually on the red eye flight you're not back till eight o'clock so when I think about we've got a few people with families we've got jobs there's lots going on so to go away it is a big commitment you have to sign into that um so and Bala Fletcher we seem to have something's behind us when we're at home and it's something that's like a different game so even for us we can change from game to game as well What's the fun... Uh, sorry, Daisy, were you going to say something? Then? I was just going to say about going away. I, it was my first time going away, like, ever with them. Um, it must have been, like, about four weeks ago now. It was... I, I don't know what I was really expecting, to be honest. I didn't think I had much um, expectations to it, but it was really nice that... It was really serious before the game. I think everyone knew they had a job to do. And then uh, I was just doing water and whatever when they were playing, and it was nice to see people achieving what they'd worked on achieving uh, worked on in the training and uh, and then on the way back it was a lot more partying atmosphere <laughs> which is nice as well because the important part. yeah yeah Censor some of these parts yeah <laughs> um what's funding like to to help you go away to play because i didn't realize you went away that much because uh, speaking to the football girls last week they have the opportunity to play teams and stuff, but there is they, there's nothing set in stone. So you, you have a quite consistent thing going by the sounds of it, which is brilliant. But um, do you have to fund it all yourselves? I think unless things have changed in the last year, that now it's predominantly kind of club funded with RFU backing that the clubs do have to put in percentages towards um, travel. Um, and obviously because Vagabond's got the men's team and the women's team, then there's kind of extra funding that needs to go on there. Um, the club predominantly pays for any coach travel, so that's flights kind of paid by RFU with club subsidy. And then you've got the coach travel on top of that. Um, our subs that we pay go towards it as well. Um, so the funding is there at the moment. But, I mean, the year when I started nine years ago, the women's game wasn't funded and we had to do a lot of fundraising to um to be able to go and we were putting on fundraising events every month so it's nice to kind of have a more of a level playing field now with the funding but as with I think most things there's always going to be cutbacks and you're just kind of grateful that there is that funding and hope that it continues but it's just offshore position as the only ladies team on the islands which is why we go away so much because otherwise we couldn't play but as the only ladies team, I think we should, we do get the funding. Like, like the men, they do get it, but we are quite fortunate that hopefully 
that it should continue and hopefully good do you, do you know what it was that changed from having like having to fund it yourself and then all of a sudden the club supporting you i don't know a lot of the detail but it was mainly to do with the kind of merging of they used to have the women's rfu and the men's rfu and they were kind of separate entities and then when they merged the two together they couldn't differentiate between the funding between the men and women they couldn't say well we'll fund the men and not the women so they had to then balance it out across the teams which which is that's right, really good you know, yeah quite right should go but um was it so i was going to ask about numbers so there's only one women's rugby team on the island only yeah. one there have been a few that have tried and tested mm. before um and like say so, so we've spoke about age so i don't think we mentioned yet the daisy how old are you daisy i'm 15, 15. So. so she can't actually play with us yet <laughs> so how old do you have to be to play 17, 17 with permission 18 fully to play with us and everything and similar with the boys as well it's all age graded so you have to play within your age range and certain stuff so other teams have tried like recently i'd say nomads Mm -hmm. have tried and we went down to try and help because i mean to have another team on the island would be amazing for us because we can't get it's hard to get pre-season friendlies we can't like our first game but i didn't play but your first game Mm -hmm. was the other week when they go so that is like a pre-season that's your first Mm -hmm. trial of what's actually been happening so we went and tried and helped but to get as 15 players that can turn out week in, week out is really difficult. Like I said, we struggle to get people to commit to away games. and t- So it is a hard task, to, I think, for any other team. I mean, if anyone wants, we'd love another team on the island, but at the moment... Mm. I think we're international. Does that make us international? <laughs> yeah, definitely claim it. Daisy, I love your commitment. Sorry, um, Natalie. Sorry, Natalie. Natalie. No, I was just going to say it. So it was something that I found bizarre that to try and get... I mean, I think we've probably got 30 people now in the team that you know not necessarily that can play week in week out but maybe 30 people but I know the island's only small but the fact that there is only 30 is still quite sad I think and I hope that it does start to pick up because like you say to have even to have two teams within our club would be great but yes if you know if another club could manage to field a team then it would be great to have some competition on Ireland and someone to play against and just to boost the sport really but it is really sad like mm. we're listening to you talk about it and obviously seeing how passionate you all are it is genuinely sad when you just don't like it sounds like a kid you've got no one to play with you know yeah. it's um, just such, it's such a such hard a sell yeah i mean but... you to, once you play it you realize that it's like the greatest sport and it's so much fun and it doesn't hurt i mean it can hurt but you know yeah, any like... any sport can hurt you can you can get it wrong but it's such a hard sell and it's just trying to convince people to try it once and then, then you know then, you either love it or you hate it. But it's why the age as well, uni's a big thing. So yeah. people maybe don't start playing it till they go away to uni and discover it there. Like mm-hmm. it is coming in more in schools now, so hopefully that'll make a bit of a difference. But I think with the going away to uni, that's it. Because I know a lot of the teams we play, they've got uni girls yeah. playing for them. So that I think is a bit of a the the consistent thing does seem to come back to schools and and sort of if you sort of widen that sport curriculum, that would be the best way to get more girls playing a, a wider range of sport. Talking about it being a hard sell, um, what do you find are the most annoying stereotypes that people have about women's rugby? I think, you've, I guess you've got this kind of general idea that we're a bunch of thugs that just really... This kind of butch lesbian kind of... Not aggressive lesbian, group yeah, yeah where you know the, you said that in the most ladylike way <laughs> not very ladylike <laughs> yeah i guess that's the 
the biggest kind of thing that you're up against is that that image and I don't know where that comes from because well, I, 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 I don't where does I, you that know couldn't be further from the truth because you think about the game it's one of the most respectful games I've ever played like the mm. captain mm-hmm. is the only person that can speak to the ref if anyone else speaks to them they get told off they can get a yellow mm. so it's one of the most respectful games don't get me wrong there's going to be moments so like there's a few games where we've had some hair pulls and some eyes and some pinching biting like name calling yeah boots to the head yeah (laughs) i mean it can happen but i just yeah i don't like i said i don't know where that i think it comes from the lads because the the boys are quite you see some lads teams and they're quite that Mm. like larry don't get wrong we like yeah but it's hard i think even just looking at the kind of international women's teams even they don't kind of reaffirm that stereotype either it's just so far from the truth but I guess trying to get people to change their perception of something when I think a lot of people still don't even know that we have a women's rugby team on Ireland. So you're kind of trying to change people's mindsets when they don't actually know what's going on. So I think one of the big ones I heard someone even within our older members of our club and they were like, oh, no, not the girls. It won't be a good game. No, 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 we won't go and watch them. And they said just uh, I think it was Gordon, our chairman. He went, just go and watch them. Just go and see. And they were like, oh, my God, it's a different game. And, like, now they come and they watch, but it is. It's... So people were they knew even our own club initially. Where, and don't go wrong, they back us now, but it is just changing that mindset, even from where Vagabonds were originally as a ladies' team, change it to actually, know it is a really different game now. It isn't just running in with this place as fancy things going on we know what we're doing so absolutely it does just sound like people have got this image in their head that's been there god since we we were in primary school i remember that reputation being surrounding women's rugby and and it did usually come from the boys saying it um and the and the girls who came in for football said that um those sort of butch lesbian stereotypes (laughs) usually originated from uh from the boys saying it and then don't know it was kind of like you were stuck between a rock and a hard place because if you played you weren't good enough and then if you did play and you were good enough then you must have been a lesbian do you know what I mean um so I just think those sort of things surely shouldn't shouldn't be around nowadays and Mm. and it's quite bad that they are so how do you break those stereotypes um I think it's just getting people to actually come down and see probably that they're not it's not like that so I don't know, it's difficult, isn't it? Because... It's hard to explain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because when you're actually there, it's not It's not like that at all. It's not just like some people messing around because I know I was reluctant to actually get involved in it to start off with because I, I love watching it and everything and playing it in like a family zone and I was a bit like, oh, what if it doesn't live up to like the enjoyment of that and it kind of gets wrecked for me, but that can't be like further from the truth. It's enhanced it, so... I, yeah, just maybe give it a bit of a chance. I, well, it's a brilliant sport in terms of like speed, agility, strength, coordination and teammanship. Mm. You know, you've covered everything there. So even if you went and played rugby for a little bit, it would probably improve your game in any other sport as well, really, because it just has everything, doesn't it? It offers everything. Mm. What would you say to people who are thinking, oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind trying rugby, but I don't want to get hurt and I know I know we mentioned this before what would you say to those people who are worried about coming off with like a smashed face or something (laughs) it could happen (laughs) can't say never say never but if you know what like I'm all about contact avoidance I I'm I would do anything to avoid getting hit or being in tackle so I'm love an offload love a passing it to someone so it's knowing how to get around it as well and 
also if you're quicker than them you can get past them but you can't say never I think Sammy you've had (laughs) yeah we've had a bit of a so when I when I first started um there were people we got the option do you want to try contact or not and there were people that would step out and you can use tackle bags and you can use other th- other things to like get you into it well i launched straight into it <laughs> um and i think i winded lauren because i did it completely wrong <laughs> um but then after a couple of goes and having someone brave enough to say yeah i'll let her practice um you get it well, with the guidance you, you get it yeah it's just a knowledge thing yeah. i'm not allowed to play contact because i'm too young and even though i like that aspect of the game unless you have more people your age yeah yeah that's true but um but we basically play tag anyway so that gets you into the idea of the sport and how it works without obviously getting hurt so and everyone loves tag <laughs> yeah <laughs> you get your ankle your foot stuck in the ground and roll your ankle like in tag you could go to stop someone so well exactly but you could do that in any sport i mean well i mean well we were saying like netball i did my achilles last november and since then there's been three acl injuries from from what what has been it's now a contested sport but what people regard as a non-contact sport Mm. you know horrendous injuries so i don't think people have an excuse when they say i don't want to get injured so no i think it's more superficial the stuff you can get like you come away from games oh, you've got scratches bruises. bruises but if you're happy to take a few of them maybe come party season at christmas get a sort of think about your dresses and your tan but uh other than that they can be quite good to show off though i think a good bruise like that shows wounds. that you've worked hard yeah i remember you Battle had a wounds, crack in yeah. black eye didn't you i went through a phase of yeah. uh, three black eyes in one season having never had a black eye in my life <laughs> i think once you get one i think you just seem to be more susceptible and i just obviously stick my face in the wrong place at all times but it becomes a conversation point um also like two years ago we did the tt triathlon swim um challenge and there was i think three of us out of our four team were rugby players and we were swimming on sundays and we did get some really odd looks because we were really quite battered and bruised and then going swimming on a sunday it's quite quite entertaining sometimes to to make people wonder why you are black and blue it's bad as well if you bruise easily like i bruised really like incredibly easily and we had a i came away from a trainer session and had bruises all down my legs and we weren't even doing contact (laughs) so i don't even don't even know we're there comparing half the time yeah well no my mum's the same i mean you could like sort of poke her to get her attention and it'll just be like black arm you know so um i know we're talking about not not worrying about being injured in rugby yeah. because of course you can get injured like a lot more dramatically in many other sports but what have been your worst injuries in rugby exactly you've probably got yeah. the worst one haven't you yeah. Oh, yeah so um i when i started i um i started in 2017 and i was halfway through the season and uh yeah i t- took a tackle and um I, she just I don't know how she managed it, but my foot got stuck. And as she hit me in the ground, my knee smashed off the ground and I tore my meniscus. So I was in a brace for three months, um, missed the rest of the season. Karina was on to me, coming back, coming back next year. Yeah, yeah, definitely up for it. Then I had a baby. So missed all of last season as well. Counting as an injury. Um, well, I was I'm leading to. I think that has helped me recover that time off. Because if I 
hadn't have given myself that extra time um I think I would still be struggling now whereas I've come back this season and touch wood it's all feeling fine so far so but yeah good you can get some some dodgy ones but like mm. Lauren says that only happened because I got stuck in a in random awkward, position yeah so anyone else any horrendous injuries to speak of I broke a bone in my hand um the season before last but um most of my injuries have have almost been self-inflicted i mean i i i I broke the bone in my hand during the warm-up because i'd done a bit of a self-tape job on my fingers and taped my fingers so solidly together that i basically left my bone nowhere to go and just to break when i fell so that was kind of self-inflicted and any other injuries i've had um i mean i have injured both shoulders at times through falling funny but I also know people who run as a hobby and have done the exact same injury through falling and landing on your shoulder so um yeah I think it's my own stupidity but the to to actually be cast was probably the the worst one and I got to experience UK A&E waiting times which were actually surprisingly quicker than I thought so um made the flight yeah it was uh yeah that's impressive was I, um, I think one of my favourite injuries, not for me, one of, uh, can you have a favourite injury? Anyway, I have. <laughs> one of my favourite ones was Izzy, when, what does she break? Both hands. Um, both fingers. Both yeah, fingers finger on both hands. Of both hands. It's one of the best things I've ever seen because she just couldn't, like, this was a hand, didn't they? They were all went, gone. Again, though, she got her hands caught in someone's rugby top. Yeah. So it was, you know, it's not, I, I think, like I say, kind of touch wood. The the injuries come from the most silly things that aren't necessarily mm. directly contact like rugby contact pop, my thumbs related. And fingers pop out, but that's just like I say, getting them caught mm. on stuff. So yeah. it's not. And also, if you're gonna get an injury, you're gonna hope for a break because yeah. it heals quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, mine took forever. Mm. I've kind so. of always been of the opinion that people are kind of soft and squishy, and I, yeah. for me, <laughs> the thought of playing hockey with a solid ball and a Oh, big wooden vicious. stick is is much more scary to me than the thought of someone running at me but it's just like I say it's kind of it is it. all the ones people. I can think for us it's bec- usually been because of the pitch if I yeah. think about yeah. um, Katrina. Katrina her ankles she went Kerry when we were there yeah. and Steph they've all kind of they've been injuries but they've probably been because of the ground and like, like you say people's own wrong not wrongdoings but just going in and maybe put themselves in the wrong position or something so is yes, that's why training is very important to make sure you are keeping yourself as safe as possible absolutely but no i totally agree with you i would much i would feel much more comfortable going and playing rugby than i would going and playing hockey because mm, i just monday I, and wednesday <laughs> <laughs> and the football girls are like are you gonna are you gonna come along um yeah i actually i actually would do, do you have like a summer league at all a sort of fun summer league to no, but something to consider. Mm. We could do like a summer touch. That could be something. Yeah, I think to... anything. That's a great idea. I think mm. anything that we could do to try and get people to give it a go. It's, that's the thing. It's kind of a. It's almost a bit of an all or nothing sport for yeah. contact rugby. So it's trying to get Bridge something like say like with the touch competitions and stuff mm. to get people to come up. Because we were saying with football as well, doing it something like that during summer, everyone's a lot more inclined to to give stuff a try and stay out a little bit later because it's a bit warmer and yeah, it's a bit lighter. Is nice, isn't it? Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, that's it because we played in the summer football. So as a mm. team, we're, obviously we know we need to go out there and tell people about us because people don't know. So we've played in the summer football, we've played in the netball, we've played in the rounders, we go in the long boats. I was just about to say, did you do the Viking long boats? Yeah. yeah so it's something we try tin baths and snake race. So yeah. probably 
include a whole host of other things. And that said, the T, you did a... Yeah, we did a T2 triathlon. So, I mean, we've pulled the fire engine oh, on yeah. the promenade. It's just like if there's a, a charity event or an event that involves a team, then you'll typically find us in it. So it's definitely not that not from not trying that people don't know of you. What What else do you think you need to do to make yourselves known to the island? Good question. I think it's something... Something that uh, we've picked up a little bit more this year, and it's something the lads have always done, we are going a bit more down the sponsorship route, which isn't something maybe we've done. We've had a team sponsor before, which at the moment is sure and has been for a couple of years. They're really good to us. But um, we're now trying to go down the route of different um, sponsorship opportunities. So we last season got two games sponsored, which the boys have always done. But now this year we're looking, we've got four games sponsored out of our seven. We've now got some... Um, Dolly Yachts are sponsoring. They've bought us shorts and they're doing that. We've Brilliant. got some uh, Santander International have been amazing. They've got some, but we've got balls, our match balls sponsored. They're doing some other bits as well. So, and we've got some more opportunities coming up. So I think that's something as well. If we can get the sponsorship side, we can put some more money into it, mm. get our PR going a little bit and link up with them. So that's ace. It does sound like you're you're looked after. It just sounds like you just need more players, basically. Always, <laughs> always, yeah. Um, have you been watching the World Cup? What do you make of it? Well, I'm just back from Japan, so I was very lucky. Oh, amazing! <laughs> two weeks out there to go and see some of the games. Um, what was your highlight? A, um, just the Japanese people. I mean, I've never been to Asia before, and it's everything you expect and more. I mean, everything that someone will tell you about a kind of typical friendly Japanese person is is dead right, and the experience has been brilliant. I think this tournament has just been. Um, the amount of cards that have been given out it's just been a bit of a an odd one um the kind of focus now on the the contact and the tackling and the injuries and the contact with the head and mm. the amount of yellow cards and red cards that have been given that have completely changed the way a game could go from maybe only 10 15 minutes in I think it's um it's been a weird tournament but the fact that it's held in Japan and it's kind of opening a sport up to the whole of Asia which hasn't typically been a big rugby nation that Japan are doing so well and from being there and seeing how the people have embraced it I think you know it's, it's great for the country and mm. and stuff it's just a shame the games are so early in the day now that I'm back home mm. yeah. you've been getting up early to go and watch yeah. them <laughs> to watch them on TV good dedication yeah. um, do you see the Women's Rugby World Cup heading in the same direction as the men's can you see it being that big with that amount of coverage and that amount of people in the stands I think so. I'd like, I'd, well, I'd like to hope so. There was definitely a lot more PR going around it, and like the last World Cup, we all as a group about fifteen, maybe a bit more. That way, we all went out to Belfast and we went to watch. And it was when you're there, it feels like it's so big and it's this big event. But it's definitely something that's on the rise. You can see it. There's more like female commentators coming on. There's more of the social media. They're getting more coverage on television. So I'd like to hope that it's going to go that's good yeah um daisy because you you obviously mentioned watching rugby do you watch much uh, women's rugby um i've started to a little bit uh i've got to admit this may sound a little bit i was a bit like oh uh, when i watched the first time not underwhelmed but just adjusting to it because it's obviously different from men's uh not like comparing it to the men's because it is different from them so i don't think there needs to be like that direct comparison because and I think a yeah. lot of people do do that. They they immediately say, "Oh, they can't uh, women, kick it as far." Well, or something yeah, like women that. and men's sports are exactly the same, and one's going to be more exciting than the other, which just isn't the case yeah. because they're very different. 
but no, I watched, uh, I think it was a sevens game on, I think it was this weekend actually. And you can see the skill in the play and the speeds with other women. So yeah, I'm starting to get into it a little bit more now. What about um, everyone else? Do you watch much women's rugby on the telly? Is it easily accessible? I, I don't know where you would watch they've, it. They've started streaming the Premiership games online, so they're not kind of typically broadcast just on, on normal TV. And the Women's World Cup um, this next time around is in New Zealand, so I don't know who will have the kind of broadcasting rights for that. But it's it's harder to watch women's rugby because it's hard, it's not as accessible, but I guess it all comes around to the fact that there's without the viewing numbers you don't have the sponsorship and then uh, it can't be shown but I mean as Daisy was saying with the sevens actually like women's sevens I find more enjoyable than the men's sevens because it's a more kind of tactical game and it's good fun the fact that we've got mm. Olympics next year and sevens now featuring the Olympics that kind of boosts it um, but the women's game is improving now that England women have been given it's contracts yeah, and paid contracts just, yeah. that, that then kind of allows women to invest their time in been better at the sport and that brings the level up but that's you know it's not going to be an overnight change and that's one team you know you kind of need for Wales, Ireland, Scotland to follow suit so it becomes a bit more of a challenge you kind of don't just want it to be mm. England and New Zealand but yeah absolutely I think it'll change over time yeah um, uh, sorry David. I would say the Six Nations like uh, results as well have become a bit more accessible because maybe you don't watch it but you can actually hear who's won the game and who's winning in the tournament yeah. now or they talk yeah. about it around the men's yeah. game they yeah, say yeah. and, Which and usually if you nice. go to watch the women are either before or after so they're usually mm. in the same or, in the same place that's yeah. always helpful yeah or they show highlights after the men's mm. game which i think is good as well if you're already tuned in absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah get that in yeah so the contracts for the england team um does that mean the women now don't have to work as well as train to be a professional athlete yeah they've is done 28 I think is that the yeah, number? Full contracts, and then they also have these kind of like secondary contracts where they kind of financially back people in kind of part of their career, and that's yeah. you know it's a massive change. Going to be a big help to like the the because it is they just want and by giving these contracts to women, it can then just up their game, and then by upping their game, they're going to up the game of the people they play with, which is only then going to like anyone that's watching it's going to be like right aspire if that's what they can achieve where can I go to so hopefully it's a progression it's just I find it quite mad that that's only happening now and and again I know it's like I sound like a parrot but it's a bit of um you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because people say the women's game isn't as far along as the men's game but when women athletes have to work yeah as well like they can't dedicate their time to progress themselves or like how's the sport going to progress when there's so few opportunities because women are having to, have to work at, work full time yeah. as well you know and then it's and then it's the catch-22 of like well if the sport's not progressing people might not find it interesting to watch but but you need the sponsorship yeah. to progress the players and then eventually get the coverage. So it feels like a bit of a slog. And um, and I do find that in this day and age, it's not as far along as it should be. No, I'd, I'd agree. There's um there's a documentary on YouTube. I don't know exactly what it's called, but it follows um, the Wales team, just a couple of their players. It's only 15 minutes and it's well worth a watch. But one of the girls they follow... Her day is ridiculous. She's a vet and she's up at the crack of dawn to go and do a fitness training, to then come home, to then go to work, to then have to make a way to the Wales training facility to go and do the rugby training, to then come home, basically sleep for like three hours and then repeat. And 
it's just an insane day. I mean, we train two nights a week and play every second or third weekend, and that on top of a full time job can feel like a yeah a, a strain sometimes. So the I, fact that they're playing yeah. at that level and working full time is just and, and still the not expectations getting the are probably still the same as the men's team who are who predominantly the men's game is professional, whether they're playing for England, Wales, or just playing in the Premiership mm-hmm. or top division. So the expectations are still the same for any club. Go and win. Do what you need to do. So it's shocking that they're expecting them to do it on the same, but not from the same playing field. No. I think it also just shows the commitment people yeah. have to it. If she was, if that's the actual yeah. truth, that you're getting up really early, then doing your job, then going again, and then having a couple of hours sleep. I think that's, and then maybe not having the attention that you'd perhaps hope, I think that's still credit to being so committed to something. Absolutely. Imagine how well you can perform, you know, in a game if you have that drive and that commitment mm. in just, yeah. you know, working off, mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming, very little sleep, you know, yeah. <laughs> for a very demanding, physically demanding thing and then a mentally demanding thing in work. You know, it's. Uh, I don't think people give it credit for how difficult it would be. I mean, I, I can't speak from experience. I, I love sleeping in. And just, oh, I'll just train late. Oh, no, I missed it again. I'll just train tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it does make me kind of sad. So it's interesting to get your, your thoughts on it as well. Um, how far away, in terms of years and whatnot, do you think women's rugby, where in the future can you see it being a, on a completely level playing field with the men's? Coverage, mm-hmm. sponsorship, um, pay? Nah. I'd like to think it would. But, like you say, getting there are more people getting involved, but I'd still... And I'd love more people to be involved, but I just don't know if it's ever going to hit that full peak yeah. as the men. But like, because I'd in an ideal world, if you could say every women's team playing in the Premiership was on a f- contract and they could be paid for that, but it where that where I couldn't give you a timescale for that. Mm. I don't know. Is, is the Premiership one league below professional? Uh, the Premiership's kind of like just your club team, so Sorry. It's, it's actually okay. like professional for your country and then out of the premiership you get picked for England I think that's how it works yeah (laughs) so all the full-time England contracts have gone to people playing in the premiership predominantly it's like three teams yeah that they've gone to um and I don't even know how many teams are in the premiership but the three teams have got the majority of the full-time contracts so then you think about that they're going to be the ones they're going to stay as probably the top three teams because they've got the most doing that uh playing that way um so yeah I don't know how many are in the Premiership, actually. I couldn't, no, I couldn't speculate. I don't know exactly how many, no. But, but even with them, they have development teams as well that are feeding mm. into them. That's the thing. I think as people start... In our team, I think most of us have started playing rugby at a kind of later age, where, like, and that's why it's great that we've got Daisy and there's a quite a few girls yeah. now who are 13, 14, who are starting to come up in rugby as their first sport. But until it's kind of embedded in schools because of the issue that you can only play against your own age group, that we have young ones at, at youth training who, as soon as it hits, as soon as they hit high school and then can't train against the boys anymore, they go and find another sport because, you know, they, they want to play our sport, so end up moving. And you're not going to go and play a sport for eight years and then return to rugby necessarily. So I think until it's kind of embedded in schools and adopted there... And then it will filter up and then you've got numbers and competition, then it might improve. But even in the premiership, the the kind of difference between the top team and the bottom team is quite big. The difference between our league and the league above is quite something. There's 
It's quite spaced out, so. Well, that's uh, it's quite a heavy topic we've just covered. Um, <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about some more fun things. So let's talk about let's go back to this hair pulling uh, <laughs> incident. So what have you ever? So a standard question I will ask is: Have you ever had any Red Ross moments like during a game where you've just lost it and you've done something very uncharacteristic? Have you have you ever done anything a little bit naughty during a game? Um. Um, off the record uh, <laughs> uh, it's not cheating if you don't get caught <laughs> um, I don't think I think well, last, on the basketball one I spoke about when I uh, got ejected and had my uh, little tam- temper that, yeah. tantrum um, but I think at rugby I think because there is that you can't really hide like so you, you're on that very exposed pitch mm-hmm. you're on that I've witnessed a few things we can if we talk about Karina when she had her hair pulled she had a, <laughs> she wears a scrum cap she's got really long hair it was in a plait or it might have been it but anyway it's really long I mean I can get the urge to want to pull it like if she's running I can get yeah, that mm-hmm. it's something to grab a hold of and so she did then did she get a red yellow red she got a Oh, yeah. A card of some. There was a card of some. Yeah, she went full. Like I remember, once Karina tackled me, and then she, by accident, obviously we're on the same team. She tackled me, and then went to go for me, and went to go for someone else. I'm like, oh, I'm on your team. <laughs> um, so yeah, she's probably the one with the biggest mm. red ross I think that I can think of. It's but, funny um, how hair pulling is the thing that does it, though. I mean, yeah. you know, you can someone could probably up and smack you, and you'd take it a lot calmer than if someone pulls your hair. It just seems it's quite to be a personal the, the thing, isn't it? To pull. To, yeah. To pull someone's hair. Yeah. I've seen Fran take a boot to the head and yeah. she just got up and the, the ref was like, are you all right? She was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Just walked off and I was like, I think I would be a bit more angry than that. But I think she was <laughs> doing it to show that... Concussed. To show that... I think she was doing it to show that she couldn't be faced by anything yeah. like that. So That's it's a bit of yeah. not respond and then you just go and get them by smashing yeah. them. And she feel like, see them into next week. Yeah, totally agree. Just um, uh, leave it all out on court and beat them. <laughs> it is yeah. it so much more satisfying when if they do something and they think they've got the better of you, you either run around them or you score or you can just give them a little glance. And a, uh-huh. Absolutely. Daisy, you seem like a really angry person. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really say much about this because I've not actually played a proper contact game in a team. Um, in my family, I've definitely got a reputation of being bad tempered uh (laughs) i've played against my cousins and i have they're like boys that i've have picked one up and ran with him because he was (laughs) he was just trying to run around and show off so spear tackle yeah 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 um so it's more with family where you're probably more comfortable anyway to be able to be Mm. angry (laughs) but uh family all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good thing, though, about if anything does happen on the pitch or someone goes to someone in your team, someone one all, yeah. one in, all in. Mm. Like, that's something that you hear quite often. Like, you will go and you'll protect them and you will help them. And if someone's done something to your team, mate, you're like, don't worry, I'll get them for you. If they're not, so feeling, you've got yeah. each other's back. Um, anyone else? Sammy, Natalie? No, I've not had any... Um any fire breathing moments yeah, I think so I, I think um, as a team we're really good at kind of not stepping to yeah, the level yeah. of other teams when they've maybe you probably have it going through your head I think a few yeah. times but you, you're too busy concentrating on the next play and mm. trying to keep going with what you're doing I don't find as much time to to think like obviously you're thinking about what you're doing but 
It's happening so, yeah. so fast. You have yeah. to move it's on to the next in the thing. Past. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let it go. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a common you can't thing, say anything, it? so it makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. so is that is that a common thing in rugby to get angry at the ref? I think it's a common um, attitude, maybe perhaps that people blame the ref for things that have gone wrong. Maybe oh, that's an unfair ref. He's biased. That's why you've lost the game. That's something we find across sometimes. Yeah. If mm. the ref. No, the team, team by, name. <laughs> by name or they're married to the team and it's fine to be yeah. mad because obviously I'm now a man we, we know the refs but I don't think that always works in our favour yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas across it can do yeah. We've on occasions we've found that Do you get many female refs on the island or female rugby officials? Just one on island Just one? Yeah, it's yeah. just Alana, Alana. Yeah. Yeah. She so used well. to play for us um, Wow But then She's gone to the dark side. Yes. <laughs> she's gone to the dark side. But there she's uh, very confident. She's had to ref, obviously, being the only team here. She refs in the men's game. She went away the other week, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's away this weekend, just gone. Um, she's refing a game. Had recently had a baby as well, so she's coming back from that. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, just one night. But it's quite, it's, I think it's becoming a bit more of a thing in the UK because I think of like Joy Neville and a few other people they're now starting to mm. get more females refing particularly in men's games that's where it's making a bit more of a difference showing that they can do it as well um, We were talking about this in the football episode actually um, of the crowds and players response to having a female referee have you seen any games where there's been a woman referee and you've seen like a change in attitude from players or crowd I don't think so I've yeah, first hand seen a no, female ref yeah. ref a men's game we had a, a female ref in the UK for one of our games and I mean apart from I didn't know whether to call her sir or not I don't think <laughs> I was any kind of what difference did we call in you? the game but yeah. it's just you know you, I think you respect the fact that you need a ref to allow yeah. the game to go ahead mm. so you're just kind of grateful that someone's prepared to give yeah. up two hours of their time to ref your game mm. Yeah, absolutely. As much as you cannot agree with it, you've yeah. just got to get on with it. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and speaking of games, you, haven't you got a really big one coming up soon? <sighs> They're all big. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw on your Instagram story, you were counting down, was it hours or days? Oh, I've not seen that. <laughs> I think it's because it's our first yeah. home game. First yeah. It's your first home game. Yeah. Um, when is it? So this, this Saturday. Saturday. Ooh, okay. Um, How are you feeling? How are people feeling? I think people feeling ready for it um, from the training session. I think there's quite, again, that serious in the... Focus. N- yeah, in the mindset for it. So it's nice to I'm see excited. that. excited. I love a home game. I love any game, but I love a home game yeah. when you've just got everyone there. Do you get can... a lot of people watching, cheering you on? Yeah. Weather yeah, depending. depending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we do, like, you get, we get our same diehards, like Janice is always there and that sister yeah. and then mum's always there. Like, there's people that are there week in, week out. Um... But yeah, weather pending, I think, is a big one. I mean, sometimes I don't want to be out there when the rain's going <laughs> sideways. So, but yeah, no, it will be. There is a, it is a big game this weekend. It is a newly we're playing against Sale. They're a new team, newly formed team to our league. So they're made up. Of, the team's made up of players that have played either in our league previously, the league above or the league above, below. So quite a few of them have been to the island before. Some of their players used to play for us and have now moved away. So it's going to be quite interesting. Like, I think it's going to be. A fight, I think it's gonna be, yeah. but a good fight. What are your predictions? Win. Yeah. Good. I like it. Yeah. I, I, I like really don't see why not. I'm I'm looking forward to this game because I didn't play the last game, so this will yeah, be it's my yeah. first game. game of this season. And the way trainers gone and having watched the girls play in the last game, it was so good. And just to build on that, we always do well at home. I think we just, you know, it's it's our pitch and 
and we look after it. It's and your house, yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, I don't think there's a team that we can't no. beat in this league. The way we're playing at the moment, the way the team's gone, the way the coaching's gone, Ryan is just yeah. so good I with think, this. And I, I think, think, think everyone's ready for it. There's a confidence there that we maybe haven't had in the past. Yeah. And I think regardless of whether people have little nerves creeping in or whatever, we're all in the same mindset that we want that game to be ours and we're not going to settle for anything less. So... We'll, go, we'll try and go out there and smash and have, it. Yeah, we have our game plan. We know what we want to do. We know what we need to achieve. We know how we're going to play. Obviously, there's going to be hurdles or get in the way, but as long as mm. we keep our heads and keep steady, then, mm. like Nat said, the, the girls said, we've got no reason not to beat not only this this team, but any team in our league, any team we come across at all. You it's do quite sound. nice when you've not played a team before as well because you have yeah. no expectancy, isn't it? I mean, you can kind of get caught up in training and I'm remembering what a team did the previous year mm. and then find out that the team is totally different, different. the tactics are completely different. So actually to go out focusing only on your game plan and what you're going to do, I think it's actually better than worrying about yeah. what someone else is going to do. There's one of those um, Nike motivational posters. I can't, if I say it wrong, I'm going to sound like an idiot. It's something <laughs> like, oh no, I'm going to say it wrong. Like winners don't focus on losers, basically. Like losers focus on winners. Oh no. Mm. Basically, just focus on yourself. Yeah. That that, but Nike that, phrased it a little bit more casually. Control. We can't control what they can do. Exactly. We can't control anything but what we can do. And like that's it. I'm not really. I've never really been bothered about other teams that we've played before, or whether in a season we lost them away, but we'll beat them. Like you only can play what's on that day. Like the weather can be mm. such a bit. Like if I think back to a team that we've always had a bit of a grudge match with, this crew in Nantwich. Now they're not in our league this year, but they are typically or historically a very quick pacey team with all the legs in the world like literally go to tackle them and legs just sprout out of nowhere and they run around you <laughs> away to there we lost quite convincingly they came to us and we thought oh do you know what is what it is we'll just go out there give it a big battle we didn't think we could we would lose we obviously don't go with that mindset but we came away from that day we won eight nil they had a not scored they hadn't lost in Amazing. about two or three years but again that was the weather weather helped us that was our kind of weather they it was raining sideways literally you couldn't see what color your shirt was it was that muddy which wasn't their kind of game so and literally anything can happen and i guess if they're not used to traveling like you guys must be so used to traveling and playing pretty tired i would assume <laughs> Yeah, okay. a whole four start in yeah. the morning isn't necessarily the that's horrible the ideal way to start <laughs> the game. And when flights are delayed, and the twice that we played in Sheffield, I think oh. we didn't even get half a lap of the pitch as a warm up, and you were yeah. straight into playing. But yeah, it kind of just makes you a a closer knit team, I guess, because you all have to just get on with it, and everyone's yeah. in the same boat, and you just yeah, get absolutely. on. It's yeah, do your job. Yeah. Uh, I've just got a couple more questions. What is it about rugby? that you love so much that makes you get up and it gives you the motivation to keep playing, considering I would imagine it'd be very easy to get beaten down, just like we've got no one to play against, like this is a slog, like we work, we work and work and work and you do all this stuff to sort of try and make yourselves known and it's and you're still relatively unknown, it seems, unfortunately, and numbers aren't on the rise. Hopefully that changes. But what is it about the sport and your team that gives you the motivation to just keep playing? Um, I would say how passionate it is, just um, and also that you do know that there's going to be people out there who are going to be with you, supporting you, even if oh, it's hard, it like pushes you. It's a nice environment to be in, and everyone's really enthusiastic. So I think that even if it's maybe raining outside, you're like, oh, 
But then you think, no, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to work hard with people, have some fun, and I'll feel better for it. So definitely, yeah. it's always satisfying when you get in mm. and you get cozy and warm after yeah. you know working hard outside in the rain. I think for me, it's like the camaraderie, the teamwork, the support. Like I know whether it be at training or on the pitch for a few minutes that the whole team even if you know I've had a disagreement with someone the day before or if I, I mean it doesn't happen often but if you've had a falling out on that pitch they're going to cover my back and they're going to have me and that even extends to off the pitch so like even to stop asking the girls for favours or can we do something can we do that uh, after the match if you're down in your pint and you can't do it someone will come and help you or you're going like <laughs> if needed um, so like it literally just extends to so much so it's just the camaraderie support that everyone gives no matter who you are whether you've just started whether you've played for years everyone's there for each other there's a big unity i think like there's a mass there's a big family feel like so i've got i've got two young kids sometimes i'm scratching around for childcare at the weekends and i'm not saying that everyone bring your kids down because the girls are going to look after them <laughs> but you know um my husband plays hockey that's how we met so quite often his games are at the same time as ours um if i need childcare, that some of the girls if they're not playing for any reason they'll quite happily offer to look after my kids while i play so i think we're one big family unit so you don't mind going out in the pouring rain to spend time with people that have a like mind like you my um my mum plays netball and she said one of the things she loves about playing sunday morning netball is that in that hour game she doesn't this sounds really she doesn't have to be a mum no but, but she's she's not a mum and she's not a teacher yeah. and she's she's not a wife she's an athlete and she's on court doing her job do you have a similar feeling to that as as a mum when you're yeah, when you're playing any rugby chance to get away from my kids now really. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a little bit of truth in that um, no yeah so i'm on, mat- I'm on yeah, yeah i'm on maternity at the moment so i'm with my kids 24-7 it is nice to to get that little bit of time to yourself to have some adult conversation to mess about a little bit and not really have to worry about anything else it just clears your mind so yeah it's, it's nice. a good reset button yeah yeah and exercise always makes you feel good mm. i think best thing for me and why i kind of love going out of it is that you've probably met i've probably met 20 30 people that i would not have met because our paths wouldn't have crossed if it wasn't through rugby and they are everyone is so different and everyone is from such different backgrounds and does really different jobs but we all do have that kind of same common theme that we're prepared to get up and do what we need to do for the team and that I mean we always throw the family word around but it's really meant there is that kind of like we stick together and on the pitch we stick together and yeah you you know you you might be closer friends of some of the girls outside of rugby than than others there might be some that you literally only see in rugby but whilst you're on the pitch or in a vagus top or up at the clubhouse at, at that point in time you're all this equal and whether you've played for one year 20 years 10 years mm. it's there's no kind of like you have to pay your dues and mm. kind of earn your place it's every, everyone is there to play and yeah. I think you're just appreciative because we are the only team on Ireland you're kind of grateful that you know you need at least 14 other people yeah. for you to be able to play and you need for that team to continue going so that the next set of players can play so I think it's just kind of a kind of common goal that we're all yeah. after which 
kind of makes it all worthwhile. I guess in this day and age as well, you're seeing, you're hearing more and more about digital isolation because people are just on their phones all the time mm. and team sports are the perfect opportunity where you don't see people stood on their phones. People are there interacting with mm -hmm. one another. And like you say, you, you've all mentioned the word family. And that's uh, a really important feeling to have, you know, in a time where loneliness is on Very the up and prevalent. up. Mm, yeah. Massively prevalent. Finally, what would you like for the future of women's rugby on the island? And what would your words of wisdom to people who could be listening to this podcast and kind of on the fence about it? What would you say to them to encourage them to take it up? I'd probably like younger people so I could actually play. <laughs> so that would be nice so I could have a, like a proper match. I know there was some stuff in Ramsey um, with younger people, which I did try, but it just wasn't really for me. I don't know. There was just something like atmosphere-wise. It was nicer with like the proper ladies team. So I'd probably like some younger people. There are a couple. There's probably about five younger girls around my age but it would be nice to have an, a team um, so you could actually at least even in training do contact like play the proper game even though tag's nice so yeah I would probably say I'd actually say about the fitness and going out and about outdoors because I've I used to swim for like uh, the island um, and I stopped that because of time and issues and uh, I missed that fitness and then getting back into rugby, it's definitely nice to be feeling fit and healthy again and actually encourages you to then do more outside of that. So even though you just get into maybe like two hours a week in, that suddenly makes it easier to do more. And it's got me back into the pool, swimming, more like outlets again of activities. And then like again, going outside, outdoors, is just nice even if it is raining and windy mm -hmm. it does make you feel more motivated yeah yeah i was gonna say alive but no, 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 alive <laughs> alive yeah it, it's it opens up a lot of doors yeah. to other sports and just being a bit more healthy i guess in mm. general by the sounds of it it makes you feel better about yourself definitely and that is never a bad thing <laughs> no never. lauren um i kind of i think i've said this before but give it a go what have you got to lose like We've had so many people come up through different paths, different avenues, from sports, from no sports, um, different size, different speed, different liches. We can cater for everyone, even if you don't want to come and play, but you want to get involved socially or just come and train. Like There's always options, there's always events going on. We, Anyone can come and give it a go. And like I say, you've got nothing to lose. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But I think people will be surprised and they probably will like it. Yeah, same same thing really. But if you if you've ever thought about coming up or anything like that, or you've thought in the back of your head, I can't do that because of this, or I can't do that because of my kids or whatever, then take a leap of faith and just do it because it'll make a massive difference. Like Lauren says, you'll be surprised. So I was, and I've <laughs> they can't get rid of me now. So. <laughs> I don't think I've got anything to add. I think Lauren's completely nailed it. That mm. It's just to kind of park any ideas that you might have and any kind of thoughts that you think, you know, just kind of yeah. forget everything that you think it might be and try it and, you know, you've wasted an hour and a half of your life if you didn't enjoy it. But, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd just... Yeah. No, you're not <laughs> very welcome. <laughs> 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 Ultimately, we do need, and that is something going for, we do need 
more people coming through because at some point we're all going to retire and Daisy's going to have no one to play with. <laughs> yeah. Again. Again. <laughs> so long term and that is and like I said there are people coming through and as they get older maybe the conceptions might disappear or there might be more people come through but yeah we just come and give it a go come and help Daisy guys yeah, yeah don't be yeah, friends <laughs> <laughs>